This is Earspoon, your home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, welcome to the Earspoon. I am Fish. And I'm Steve. You are just Steve? Yeah, no creativity this week in you. Well, that just makes people guess. Maybe it's some other guy. Maybe it's not the Steve you think it is. It could be a guy doing a Steve impersonation. Could be. Uh, Last name Bannon. Ooh, ouch. Ooh, ah, you see, you got to be careful when you throw out the Steves. No, I know, I I mean, know but I'd kind of forgotten about him, honestly. Yeah, well, pretty good. You know, he's a, <laughs> he's a kind of forgettable kind of guy. Anyway, welcome yeah. to the Year Spoon, brought to you by those fine, fine coffee roasters known as Mocha Joes, supplying the world. Hold on. With, oh, Hold here on. We go, here we go. All right. <laughs> actual Mocha Joes in my actual favorite mug. Yeah, it was a cool mug. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, yeah. I like it. Yeah, a little starsy and stripey kind of feeling. That's from so, my grandma. Oh, was it really? Yeah, it's oh. probably 20 years old. Now we're going to have to take a picture of it so people know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, the Mocha Joe's Fine Fine French Roast. It's the only coffee I drink is it, the French Roast. It is. It reminds me of my hat. Nice. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Oh, I want one of those. All right. It's a Green Mountain Boy's hat. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some. you could have a discussion about the Green Mountain Boys. Yeah. There's, I know there's you can. Stuff. I know there's <laughs> there's stuff everywhere. But you know what? This is a good this is a good launch into the conversation. All right. So I the, here's here's what I feel like. You know, there's a lot of people that you see the memes, the constant memes, like you know, uh, like I, I shouldn't have to pay for the mistakes of my fa- forefathers, and I and I agree with that. I, I agree with that. I, I think that for something you know three generations ago did to people. I, I shouldn't have to pay for that. I should uh, be a part of the people who help fix it if it's still going on, though. Um, you know, and, and we speak about the times that we're in, and we go all the way back 200-plus years ago when we enslaved people and we did those things, and that was just the stuff that was considered normal for the time, right? So that was just normal for the time. Like when we – if I had a time machine – if I had, like, say, a DeLorean with a flux capacitor and I could hit 88 miles an hour until I saw some serious shit, jump forward 200 years, uh, I am pretty sure what people would be saying about us right now is probably fairly horrific shit. Some good, but yeah. fairly horrific <laughs> shit about the way we acted. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it'll be looked at as we were just all, you know, soft and, and, and snowflakey. Uh, I don't but, know. But let, let me just interject an important piece, though, and I, this, is a, I, this is something you know, but I'm going to say it anyway for those who may not grok it. But uh, it's not about uh, reconcil- reconciling past offenses. It's about benefiting from a system created uh, way back in the day that has been a source of inequity for literally hundreds of years. So we're undoing the structure right. and the superstructure and the system by which oppression, inequity, inequality, etc., still persists. So sins of the, <clears throat> of the fathers, so to speak, is not so much the act of owning slaves or the act of being unconscious about things, but we still, in 2020, benefit from a, from a disturbed and imbalanced system that unnecessarily uh, makes life harder, not only, certainly, first and foremost, for people of color, but women in, in, as well. Uh, you know, women making 77 cents on the, on the man's dollar, things like that. It is it's a system, uh, a, an oppressive system of, of inequity that needs attention. 
right. and not necessarily saying sorry about the slavery. And it, but it, it it all stems from that line of thinking, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, so yeah. It's just it just sort of comes from we'll enslave people to okay, we can't do that anymore, but we don't necessarily have to pay them what they're worth, and and it just kind of it sort of falls forward. I I don't mean to make it sound like you know uh, like you know simple dumb it down. Uh, baseball is you throw the ball, you catch the ball, you hit the ball. There's more, you know. I don't mean right. to, I don't mean to dumb it down so simply, but for the sake of time, I mean that's where it stems from. And and now we're going through all of these things where you know you're seeing constantly you know protect our heritage and and some guy who's a, who's a lifelong person who lived in Connecticut their entire lives posting the rebel flag. Protect right. our heritage, and then I always have to post underneath it, dude. You were on the side that won, by the way. <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you know, this is not your heritage. All right, I mean, yeah, if, no if, if you want to parse out hairs, uh, you know, then then let, let, let's parse that one. Um, but I have, uh, you know, I, I I've been making the kind of argument like, oh, I know. So you're uncom- you're uncomfortable with uh, you know the national anthem being called into play? Uh, okay. Uh, because it was, you know, written by, uh, you know, basically a slave owner, racist, racy kind of guy. I get it. Yeah. yeah, you know, hundreds of years ago, things were different. I understand that. I appreciate that. No, you know, I mean, I am, I am so much different now than when I graduated high school. I get it. We, right. we evolve. Some of us devolve, but most of us evolve. <laughs> Let's uh, hope. You know. So right now, all of these monuments and all of these uh, statues and all this stuff, and, and it gives people a lot of angst. And and I and I am suggesting that, you know, here's the funny thing, right? So while this country was, uh, while the people who founded our country, the framers of our Constitution, the framers of this nation were being oppressed, they did it while oppressing people themselves. Right. You know, so... Um, so all of this that you're feeling, let's just call it oppression. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a minute way of, of looking at what we have been doing to people for hundreds and hundreds of years. Mount Rushmore. Let's take a look at Mount Rushmore, all right? And our very own, uh, Vermont's very own, speaking of the Green Mountain Boys, uh, Calvin Coolidge um, basically signed the executive order to build Mount Rushmore. Now, what you may or may not be aware of is that it was, it was, a, it was a granite mountain owned by indigenous people who called it, was it the, the six, six grandfathers? Uh, I thought it was four, but four. maybe it's six. Yeah, maybe. All right. So, it, but anyway, the thing had a name, and it was it was uh, it was it was offered up to um, the, the Indian gods as as uh, as their sacrifice to the weathers and, and all of that. And I think it's the six. I'd have to look it up. But I'm you sure. may be right. Yeah, you may be right. But so, it certainly was not for it, oppressive white men. Right. You know? So we just took that shit. We just took it away. Now imagine somebody coming into your house. Going, I like that couch. Bob, Bill, grab that couch. Let's take that one home. That's basically what we did with this mountain. Well, can I add a little color to that? Imagine someone coming into your house uh, and taking the couch and killing everyone in your house and then putting statues of themselves up on your wall. So basically what you have is the white oppressors coming into Indian land, stealing and killing, and then leaving behind a monument to the very representatives of the people who who caused the right. genocide which is which is where i wanted to go with this because uh what you might not be aware of or maybe you are aware of that washington and jefferson were both slave owners 
All right. Yep. And 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 Lincoln never owned a slave, uh, credited with the emancipation of 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 slave of slavery. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll give him that. There's there's more subtext there, but yeah. we'll, we'll just go well, for the sake well, of No, no, no. Hang on. <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Right, right, but right. Also led to lynching 38 uh, indigenous people from various tribes. Thank right. you for mentioning that. So that you know there is that, and 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 then uh, Teddy Roosevelt, who's probably the the Boy Scout of the whole lot, who Christ. didn't you know who who basically just said, "I won't go so far as to say the only good Indian is a dead Indian, but nine out of ten of them should be, or something along those lines." So th- these are the people that we we monu- you know, we put up. These are supposed to be great men from our history, and probably given the history and the time in which they operated, they were great men and they did great things and they founded the nation, they freed the slaves, they they helped pen the Constitution, they did everything that that we as Americans are supposed to embrace. But are we really actually supposed to embrace them anymore? Is it okay? I mean, I had this argument with somebody the other day. They were, you know, and I said, listen, uh, what, you know, I can never remember what it's called. There's the thing when, whenever you uh, evoke the name of Hitler, what's it called? Is it the, is it a Dunning Kruger? Oh, the Godwin, Godwin oh, God, principle. God. Yeah. Um, but he, even he himself has said in the age of uh, Godwin himself said, yeah. "Yeah, you can go ahead and say Nazis." Now. Yeah, it's safe. <laughs> it's safe. But you know, in in, in so in. I was saying to him, I said, you know, so if you using your line of thinking, um, then, you know, what Hitler was, was he was a real animal advocate. He loved his dogs. He was kind to his dogs. Does that erase what he did? I mean, he was a great, he a great, great candidate for PETA and the Humane Society, but uh, do you think right. they'd have him? No, of course not. Let's be logical in our thinking. Just because you do a couple of good things doesn't erase the bad things that you did. You might yeah, be I able to somebody, redeem, but uh, you right. can't. I saw somebody say something on Twitter recently, like, if somebody comes to your house and, and, and paints your house for you and then steals your car, there's still a car thief. Right, you know? exactly. It's like, and so that, that, that works well for the rest of it and you know again some of it is about coming to ownership and and again the things that have occurred in the past we can't undo you know minus a time machine but we can take responsibility not only for the system that continues and persists in oppressing others but to take our privilege as white cisgendered men especially and do what we can and not just talk about it but to show up and actually contribute to the betterment and that is to say also to be clear to listen to minorities who should be in positions of leadership around this stuff right now, not white guys like you and me, but it's a, it's a time to step up and say, I have privilege here, which doesn't seem right, and I'm going to use that in a way to dismantle this system that has created uh, inequity and you know lethality and sadness and horror in so many different ways. So one, one uh, a couple more fun facts about our, our beloved Mount Rushmore. All right. Uh, the sculptor, you know much about him? Nothing. Nothing. No. All right. Klansman. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So <laughs> some of the money uh, was donated by the Ku Klux Klan to build the monument. It's even better. You know? So <laughs> this is what we're dealing with. So when people say, uh, you know, I... I shouldn't have to pay for the sins of my fathers. I agree with that. I do. I do. But if we are going to abide by this Constitution, which is 200 years old, 
The first car rolled off in 1885. Would we drive that car the same way we drive our cars today? Probably not. And so that's kind of the essential piece. And what this often happens in our conversations is bringing things down to worldview. Right. Uh, the conservative mindset, which I'm not against automatically, I just happen to be more of a liberal person, right. God knows, but to conserve, preserve, maintain, persist with the old ways has some value. Yeah. Like, as we know, a Native American, again, not to overgeneralize to all Native American uh, nations, but for in, in, in the classic Native American uh, way, we, you know, you look to the elders for understanding of how yeah. to move into the future mm -hmm. because of their experience. So the old ways make sense. But what the elders would also provide is, yeah, that shit didn't work. And that was not good. We should do better than that. So conservative mindset says, I want to preserve the way things were. And what you see in the midst of all this, the people barking, all lives matter, where you people, people are saying like, oh, you're going to, we're going to forget history, you know, if we don't keep up the, the statues of the slave owners, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my, how preposterous. So conservative has its place. This to me and to his classical conservative, conservative is not conservatism. No, it's not that at all. This is nationalism. You know, that's a different function entirely. So a conservative has enough, just like a, a quality leftist would know, well, there, you know, you can't just abandon everything that's ever happened and say, oh, that's bullshit. Let's wipe the slate clean and start over. No, there's actually some value to things that conservatives have done over the years, mm -hmm. even said by, by a dedicated leftist like myself. Right. But, but progress is by its nature an evolution. It is not a static event. We continue to move along. As I used to say on, the, on my radio show, like prior to uh, 2008 or, you know, the, let's say, you know, just a handful of years ago, when you'd say there's never going to be a black president, we're never going to have marriage equality or gay marriage, as we used to call it, and you're never going to see legal weed. And then, boom, look what happened. So, like, we live in a time right now that's super plastic, super evolving, super changeable. And we're seeing it happen in real time. We're seeing it happen in, in protests in the streets where people are stepping forward and saying, you know what? This old way is dying. The demographics say that the old white guy uh, demographic is dying. And with it will go uh, standardized and or entrenched uh, um, institutions like racism, sexism, etc. We're moving away from that. And you see the death rattle of these old dudes on Facebook, Twitter, etc. go, no, it can't be different. Sorry, pal. The second you take your last breath, it's going to be different because yep. the generation behind us, generations, I dare say plural, uh, behind us are getting this. They're getting that it can't be this way. The idea that, like, I, I was just talking about this last night. If you'll forgive me just rambling on yeah, for a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah, sure. Our, uh, our, our mutual friend, Ken Schneck, you're familiar with Ken Schneck. Yep. He used to be a select board member here in Brattleboro, now living out in Cleveland, Ohio. Wonderful man. One of my favorites. Uh, he wrote a piece on... Uh, Is that the one where the bully called him? Yes. yes. 25 I years later, that. his yep. bully gets his phone number, calls him, and apologizes. And I won't. I don't want to synopsize it too much because it's not all as clear as that. And Ken does a great job portraying it. So I posted on my Facebook page, and it brought forward people from my high school telling about their experiences with bullying, with oppression, with anti-Semitism, you know? Mm -hmm. And honestly, as a guy who went to the same high school, absolutely zero cognizance of any kind of oppression like that. 
I certainly didn't participate in any that I know of, you know, that I, right. I certainly hope not. Um, knowing myself, I'd say no, but I'm prepared to hear otherwise. But anyway, the conversation was so good. And what, what some of us came to was, look at us now. You've got in high schools here, uh, you know, gay LGBTQ groups of people. And it's totally cool. Trans kids walking around as the identity they want to be right. called what they want to be. Right. Like unthinkable in 1980 my graduating year from from Cheshire oh, yeah High no I mean you know you, you and I are only a few years apart and I couldn't even imagine I remember there was one flamboyant uh, 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 gay kid in our school and he used to just get bullied to no end you know yeah. and and you know but everybody else is just you know oblivious to it uh, the one thing that struck me about the article that I thought was an interesting uh, an interesting view was um, uh, how Ken felt that when the person said to me, you know, if I did those things, I apologize. The if, the, the if, if apology. Right. The, well, it wasn't so much the if apology was that, you know, he acknowledged that he did it, couldn't believe that he did it, didn't remember doing it, that that it meant so little to him at the time. There it is. Completely upended the world that that Ken operated in. OK, so and that was a very poignant part of the article when, when I read it. And I thought to myself, how interesting. And this you can take and translate to what we've been discussing here today. So right. the actions, which mean nothing because it's the times that we're living in, don't go away just because the thinking changes. Right. You know, exactly. So right. Pulling and down, you don't leave monuments for them. Right. Exactly. You know, I mean, you know, so so here's the deal, Buttercup. All right. You know, to, to, to you know, you got to toughen up a little bit. So so you may lose a statue uh, to a racist, but uh, nobody is ripping you from your home. Nobody right. is murdering and caging your children. Nobody yeah. is starving you, putting you in subpar housing. You're going to lose a fucking Confederate statue. Toughen up. Heritage. Toughen it's up, like, Snowflake. I have this great uh, photo meme. It has a, shows a picture of what's clearly a, a, a Nazi statue on the ground. And the caption reads, Sometimes I wish I knew what happened in Germany in the 1940s, but they tore down all the statues, so it's impossible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and so how do you convey that? I mean, you and I laugh because it's obviously funny, because it's absurd. But you, you can literally say that to a conservative or a southerner, you know, or a, 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 a sort of racist southerner, southerner or supporter of the Confederacy right. uh, and the her heritage. And how can you not get that? How can you not get that? And so what I always come back to is there's another stream of consciousness running. This is not about they're looking for any reason to put up a blockade. For example, I'll also add somebody tore down a statue of Frederick Douglass on yeah. the 4th of July. Like. On the 4th of July, for those who don't know, look up 4th of July Frederick Douglass and his very, very famous speech that I read every year. Uh, but Frederick, so basically the answer is, oh yeah, you tear down one of ours, we're going to tear down one of yours. What are, like, what are we in a Sean Connery movie? <laughs> movie. Right, right. So, <laughs> they pull a knife, you pull a gun. <laughs> you send one of theirs to the hospital, you send two of theirs to the morgue. So Frederick, Frederick Douglass, who we can say, be, you know, beyond question, was an advocate for the betterment of humanity, yeah. is torn down know. as a representative of what to you people? What does it say? So like when Trump says the other day from uh, from Mount Rushmore, oh, and all these leftist fascists are coming about. We got to stop that. And I'm thinking, does that make you an anti-fascist, dude? Yeah. I mean, 
Does that make you Antifa? I thought you said they were terrorists. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. So, like, you can't even get people to grok how insane they are. Uh. So all this, you know, again, bringing up Ken's piece and, and tying this into what we're talking about is change is uncomfortable, and it should be. Right. You and I were talking earlier about ways that we're learning to change language, pronouns. Yeah. I'm trying to be open to somebody. I said to you earlier, somebody said to me that it's ableist to use the term tone deaf. And my initial reaction is, oh, come on. And then I was like, well, hold on. That oh, come on moment is where you have to pause right. and say, let me consider this. And I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own that and say, I'll, there are other words. So if, I, if somebody says to me, I find that, uh, I was going to say tone deaf. <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, if I find that offensive on some level, the answer is, okay, I have to consider that. So we're all looking to change. I'll tell you another quick story. Um, gnawing in my brain over the last number of years is I, I was a pretty nice person always growing up. I'm sure I was a dick in certain moments and I've learned a lot, but as a teenager, you know, as a young adult, I, but I was always, you know, I have to say I was raised by some pretty nice people and I've always tried to be a really nice person except to bullies. I don't do well with bullies. I go right at them. Um, but, uh, so I, there's a guy who I was never very close with in, in school. I know, know him since, elementary school i think and i remembered a day at uh, the skating rink in my hometown where we'd all go for public skating i mean everybody would go that was the social hangout um and me and a bunch of people were chasing him around and sort of being bullies not no physical you know violence or any of that stuff but just like teasing you know uh, maybe i'm 12 13 11 somewhere in that zone and you don't know any better and and I, you know, I didn't really want to because I was kind of taught not to be that way. But here I was in this setting and so forth. I got caught up in it. And uh, I reluctantly went along. And wouldn't you know, I'd be the one who gets grabbed by the arm and pulled over by the, by the young man's father. <laughs> who leans into me. And, in a, you know, I have to say, I can't remember the words exactly. But he was very forceful and uh, told me why what I was doing was wrong. And now I, as a 58-year-old, still carry that in me, yeah. and it has affected me. So I wrote to him, and we're not friends on Facebook, but I wrote to him, and I, seeking an, an apolo uh, apologizing and seeking some forgiveness, said, I don't know if that had any impact or if you even remember that story, but I'm telling you, <clears throat> I've grown up to be a pretty compassionate person. I changed from that, um, and other things as well. My parents were very racially progressive, and, and, you know, and my mother was very much a feminist. So, like, I've been hit to a lot of things, but as a 58-year-old, I want to take ownership and say, hey, person I may have hurt, I, like, like Ken's bully came to him and said, you know, in a different way. It still felt like a little bit like, if I've hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. hold on, dude, that's not an apology. But I said to this person, um, I know that what I did was wrong. You know, it wasn't egregious. It doesn't even matter. But if a person feels picked upon or surrounded or somehow the butt of a joke um i wanted to own that and give him the opportunity to you know let me have it or accept that forgiveness 45 years later but i think this is the way that we grow as a country as people as a community as individuals to say hey maybe what i've done in the past is no good i want to make right for, i want to make that right somehow yeah there's just got to be more of that you know i said something when we uh when i when i did the uh, helped organize one of the uh, Black Lives Matters, just a you know the the moment of silence for for right. George Floyd, and 
Uh, you know, I said that, the, and, I'm, and I'm going to use the, the 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 term tone deaf because it's what I said. Um, <laughs> and I said, you know, if uh, one of the things that I am uh, like completely afraid of is sounding tone deaf, sound saying something. So, uh, you know, there comes a point in time where sometimes we just need to listen and yeah. make less a lot noise of a lot of the yeah. time. So. And it's okay to do that. And it's okay to come out of that silence and disagree, but be civil about it. Yeah. Let somebody be heard. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation similar last night. Like right now in Brattleboro, there's a lot of discussion about police policing budgets, defunding, right. you know, transforming, et cetera. And uh, I, I love my friends. I have so many really thoughtful friends and uh, I, I won't identify people, but we, in this group conversation we were having last night, uh, one of my friends said, you know, Sometimes it's just enough to have people be heard. You can still maintain your position, but give people, especially marginalized people or people who have felt voiceless or, or, or mitigated or minimized in the past, let people say their piece. And you'd be surprised how constructive that is in coming up with a, with a feasible and mutually beneficial solution, right. simply shutting the fuck up and letting people air their grievances. You know, yeah. and I, I, I want to do. I mean, I'm a talker. I'm a nonstop talker, and I have opinions galore. But and as as is my want, I don't, I don't suffer fools well. And I consider fools not. If you're ignorant, that's one thing. I, you know, we're all ignorant of all kinds of things. If you're belligerently ignorant, willfully ignorant, and harmful to others, I'm coming for you. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, but I also am taking time to sit back a little bit and hear, especially younger people, and especially non-white cisgendered people. I'm trying hard to and lean in and hear better. Um, and I think that is, uh, if there's nothing else that we can do, that is a kind of activism that uh, informs the discussion. I think we could all afford to do more of that. That's it. And don't forget to vote because that'll help. Oh, is there an election? No. All right, cool. <laughs> no, there'll be a hijacking, <laughs> but there won't be an election. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you'll call it. So, yeah. uh, on that note, though, let me just, uh, uh, final word. Uh, everybody yeah. should go to uh, wherever it is you go to get your uh, Trump rally tickets and order yourself a pair of Trump <laughs> rally tickets. All right. I've, I've, I've reserved two seats under Walter Ralph. <laughs> do, you know who, do, you remember, do you know who Walter Ralph is? No, I thought it had something to do with throwing up. No, no. Walter Ralph. Uh, I'm, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name. Actually, I don't give a shit if I am or not. Uh, he was one of the, he was one of the uh, one of the one of the top SS generals in uh, in in Hitler's. So Ouch. this is what I've been doing. I've been hopping on. I've I've created a couple of dummy email accounts and uh, yeah. some some uh, some um, link oh. numbers and um, registering Nazis to go to this event. So that's in Portsmouth this weekend. So if you uh, want to show up to Coronaville there and and go there and let, lick doorknobs in the COVID pit. Uh, yeah, that the president will be in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, this weekend. Aye, today good being God. seven seven oh oh twenty. Oh that's right. Oh twenty. Oh twenty. Oh twenty. Jeez. All right. Well, let's leave it there. That was a, all right, cool. a, a robust conversation, and well, uh, it was long winding, but I think it, you know it all kind of ties together with you know the wish to change and be better as human and, beings, and we have yeah. to. We just yep. have to. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us uh, here from the Earspoon Studios, uh, right. Corona-free Earspoon Studios. 
because uh, right. no, nobody has been in in here but me. Right. And I'm in the I'm in the Dumberston Annex. <laughs> That's so. it. All right, I've been Fish. <laughs> I've been Steve. And this has all been brought to you by Mocha Joe's. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Mocha Joe's. This is the Ear Spoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh, wow.